Welcome to Thrive with Confidence. This podcast provides insight into the Aquios Alliance, a buying group that connects private practices with trusted vendors and expert support. We will feature discussion with our vendor partners and optometrist members while we explore topics that will empower your independence. Welcome, everybody, to another edition of Thrive with Confidence Industry Insights. Today, I'm joined by Rick Gannat, and we are going to talk today about a very important topic that has come up quite a bit lately, and that is, how do you handle the difficult patient? What do you do when somebody comes into your office demanding demanding money, demanding refunds, demanding anything and everything? So, uh, Rick, what do we do with these patients? It's great to be here, Scott. And, you know, I think one of the first things people need to remember is stay calm. Stay calm because nine times out of 10, it's just probably somebody's having a, a not so great day and you just happen to be the one thing that is the straw that broke the camel's back. So um, when somebody comes into the office, greet them as, as you should with a smile, make eye contact with them and say, you know, hi, my name is Rick. How can I help you today? And depending on what's happened, they, they might be very loud, but one of the first things I think you need to do is make re- reassure them that you're here to help them and here to listen to them. So if they are being loud, do you need to take them to a different room in your office, get, get them away from the greeting area and take them back to maybe a tech room that's open or a side office that might be available to be able to talk to them so you can get them into an area that you can be in control with them. Then that, as I said, I think one of the key things is staying calm. And while you stay calm, make eye contact with them, acknowledge that you're hearing them talk, do not interrupt them. One of the worst things you can do is interrupt them mid-sentence while they're trying to explain their, their issue. Even though you may know at the end what they're, what's going to come out of their mouth next, it's important to be able to just hear them out. And then once they get completely done and they pause, you can say, do you have anything else you, you want to add before I respond? Nine times out of 10, they'll say, no, I think I've shared everything with you. The next thing I'm going to say is, say you're sorry. I am sorry that you had this experience. I am sorry that this went the way it did. I'm sorry the lab did not get the glasses back in the time that you had expected. I'm sorry the contact lenses are on back order. I'm sorry that the lenses were not double checked before we dispensed them. That is against our office policy. I will definitely address this with our office. I am sorry. Why do you think I keep saying, you know, say you're sorry, Scott? It shows the patient that that you you understand where they're coming from. You empathize with with what's happening with the situation, and it shows that you care. It shows that you've listened to to their and, and their concerns, and you're validating those. You're exactly right. And the other part is, it like you said, it, it shows them that you genuinely care, and you're listening to what they had to say. It doesn't matter if it's the lab's fault, the lab didn't do something right, because ultimately the lab is your employee. Your vendors are a representation of your practice, and you need to acknowledge that and not try to deflect. That, that, that takes me to my next thing. Don't deflect the problem. Own the problem. Even if you hate saying we did wrong when it's definitely that vendor's fault or that frame vendor or that contact lens vendor or one of the employees it, don't don't try to deflect it as as the person who's in front of that patient who is talking to you and wanting you to resolve something 
it's up to you to make certain that you listen and you get as much information as you can first. Take a notepad with you so that you can write down the important data. The person in front of you will not think less of you. If you write things down, they'll think more of you because you're taking the time to make sure you get the facts right according to them. And notice I'm going to say according to them because let's face it, their perception is their reality and those are the facts we have to deal with. I'm not saying that they're 100% right, but I am saying we have to, to acknowledge that and be, or acknowledge their thoughts, their concerns and run with that first and foremost. Along with don't deflect, don't lie about what happened. Don't don't try to, to make up something or, or play the blame game of, of, well, this happened or that happened, because I guarantee you it will come back to bite you if you lie about the situation. And, and like you said, just own it. Own what happened, no matter in what process or, or what part of it went wrong. Just own it. You're exactly right, Scott. You know, and again, just be be it. It's just, it's only going to be painful for a short time, but you need to find out also, you know, how, what, what are you looking for? What, what can I do to help make this right for you? Um, they may say, I want a full refund. I want a refund. I want the keys to the office and I want your job. Okay. You know, that's how some people can be. And trust me, I've worked with some of those people, um, many, many times over my years of management. And it, it, it's ne it's never easy, but at the same time, when you can turn that patient that's coming into your office demanding a refund, and you listen carefully and you you address their issues, all of a sudden you can turn them back into being a patient for a lifetime, and their family's coming to you. One thing when when you're working with somebody and they're demanding a refund, and you can talk them through everything, and you can make things right for them you're going to be able, you can win that patient back for a lifetime along with their family. As you do that, it's a very rewarding feeling because you're showing them that A, they, they're showing you, they believe in you as the person, their point person for the office, and they, you're going to be an advocate for them going forward. When I look at refunds, I think refunds are final and they're the, they should be the last option you have for the patient. Now, I'm not saying that you can't re you shouldn't refund people. I'm just saying that should be your last resort. You should always try and satisfy people to show them that with product, satisfy them with product to help them see that what happened maybe with that order is a fluke and we can definitely do better showing giving them another pair of glasses even you know or at a, at a heavy discount. You know, if those glasses came in and Again, they took too long and they want compensation. They want a refund. Well, how about instead of a refund, I, I order another pair of glasses. And I'll give you 50% off the frames and the lenses and all coatings. And I will get a hold of my lab and do my best to have these expedited. Notice I didn't say overnight. I'm going to say expedited as fast as possible to make sure they're done right. It is cheaper to give a discount on a pair of glasses doesn't matter to me what the lenses are. I don't care if they're the top of the line progressive lens with the top of the line AR coat with the top of the line lens material with a designer frame. If I can give them half off that and be able to get those glasses back in here, A, I'm going to show that patient that we can do everything right. That with the mistakes that happened by our staff the first time through were just that. They were mistakes. We're all human. 
So here we are to reorder a pair of glasses and get those glasses done correctly in a timely manner, efficient manner, and now the patient's there. Even if I give an $800 pair of glasses off at half off, the patient might say $400. Okay, they say 400 bucks. You might even go deeper than that on the discount. Just cover your costs. If I get that product in there, that's cheaper than me giving an $800 refund because now I've got a frame that's got to go back for credit. That's time to process that. Lenses I may or may not get credit on from the lab, depending on how long it was. And I lose a patient because once I give a check, that that's the green light for them to go somewhere else and, and do business. Whereas if I give a pair of glasses at half off or even as much as 70% off, what am I losing? Nothing. What do I gain? A patient for a lifetime, you know, and, and help you generate a lot of money over the years that will more than offset that much money in product that you gave away. And I think it's it also great on the other side of things is when when we solve these problems and we and we make we make things right. We not only have a, a patient for life, but I also think that we we saved the issues, if you will, of an angry patient being out there and I mean being a keyboard warrior on online or telling every single human being that they know, uh, you know, uh, about a negative experience. And so I think handling these situations, it's it can cost you even more than just doing a discount or at the maximum doing uh, a, a, a refund. There, there's a lot more that, that, that somebody has to lose if that patient's out there and, and are angry running around town. And, and as we've all heard, you know, people that are upset are going to go tell 10 people or more. People love to, to, to share negative experiences and that, that's just society. But we, we, and that was before social media, that stat was. Nowadays, I mean, just look at your next door apps, look at Facebook, look at Snapchat, I'm sure does it. I don't have a Snapchat account, but I'm sure that's out there where people will talk, speak negatively. And, and you, you used a great term there, keyboard warrior. You know, these people get really brave when they're behind a computer screen, when they're sitting on their smartphone and typing up that message to tell the world about why they had a bad experience. It's therapeutic for them, probably. But then all of a sudden, you don't you don't see people come to the defense of the business very often that, on those comments. You see people going back in instead and supporting them. And they start piling on about other companies, which isn't right to do, in my opinion. The business an opportunity to fix it first before you take it to the next level. And social media can be very destructive to businesses. We've heard stories about how businesses have gone out because of bad reviews. All when it's very easy to fix and, and to make it right with the patient. Listen to them, help and show them that, that, that you understand, validate their concerns, apologize to them, and find out what, they, what, what you need to do to fix it. And when you do find that re resolution, how you're going to fix it, thank them. Thank them for allowing you that opportunity to give you a second chance. Thank them to the nth degree so they understand that, they, that you appreciate that, but then make sure you're going to follow through. Get it taken care of without interruption immediately after the patient walks out the door, or it could be even somebody on the phone. After you hang up the phone and you, you, you need to order that other pair of glasses and so on, make a phone call to your, your lab contact. Make sure that they're aware that, hey, this order is coming through. I need you to babysit this thing. I need you to babysit it from beginning to end and make sure you final inspect the job as well so that it doesn't come into my office 
and we missed something that they caught. I need you guys to be for my offensive line to really protect my quarterback. Great analogy, Rick. Thank you. So we talked about it. We said we said about the keyboard warrior, how easy it is, right, to get on there on, on social media. And that's just one spot of it. We, we haven't even touched the, the one that's even bigger reviews. So what 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 happens, Rick, when when somebody goes on and, and leaves a bad Google review? I, I think it's really that's a great question, Scott. And like and it's become more and more common. Um, you know, reviews are important to businesses. Good reviews really help businesses. Bad reviews can really hurt as I said earlier in, in, in the conversation, you know, pe- people like to, you know, get behind their keyboard and really type up things. Um, some might even refer to them as wine messages where nine o'clock, 10 o'clock at night, a little too much to <laughs> indulgence took place and they decide, you know, now's a good time to sit behind this keyboard and write a review of what happened at where, business X, Y, and Z. Even more courage. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. So what, you know, what I recommend when, when somebody has a negative review, well, first off, you have a positive review, acknowledge it, thank them, thank them. Make sure you're saying we appreciate this and recognizing that, that they're, they're sharing positive thoughts about your, you and your company. Make sure you're reacting to that and hopefully that'll encourage people to give more positive reviews. But unfortunately, every now and again, a business is bound to have a negative review uh, from one person or another. And I think it's important, again, to acknowledge it right away. And once once you do see it online, so everybody knows you're, you're addressing it, the message needs to be, wow, th- thank you for your feedback. We appreciate you sharing your, your experience with us here. I would like to, I'm going to reach out with, and speak to you and, and talk to you to learn more about this and help resolve this situation. I think it's important, and keep it as short and sweet to that that we're going to do this. Thank them for the review, even though it's a negative review. Thank you for your feedback. We appreciate it because we're always striving to be better here at this practice, at this business, and we want to become better all the time. I look forward to talking to you soon. Once you post that, make a phone call to that person and have a conversation with your staff members. Find out what happened. Get as much information as you possibly can. Nine times out of 10, it's probably a misunderstanding that took place between one employee and that that particular customer or patient in your office that you need to talk to and figure out what we need to do to resolve it. And again, as I said earlier, thank them, them in this case, for taking the phone call. I appreciate you taking this phone call. I'm very concerned about what you shared online. I am here to resolve this. Please tell me in your own words what happened and what you know who you spoke with. Give me specifics so I can address it with my team and fix this so it doesn't happen to somebody going forward. If you say that, it will, again, diffuse the situation. The person's going to say, I really appreciate you, you know, taking this time to talk to me. Here's what happened. Okay. I appreciate it. Listen to what it was. Listen to what happened. If you have to say, let me get back to you, let me look further into it, I'll get back to you by, don't over-promise. Over if you, you say, I'm going to get back to you first thing in the morning, first thing in the morning, that person could be 6.30 a.m. It could be 7 a.m. It could be 8 a.m. If you need time to get back to them and you know you, you need to talk to one, one or two of your staff members to figure out what it was, say, I will get back to you at 10 or hopefully no later than 11 a.m. tomorrow morning 
and be able to talk to you. Now, if you think 10 or 11 is pushing it, say till one o'clock, call them at 10 or 11. If you're ahead of the schedule, all it's going to do is send back the message of, wow, you really cared about this that much. So you got back to me even two hours earlier than you promised. That's a positive and a feather in your cap right there. So set the new expectations so that you're going to be able to deliver on it. Find out what, what happened here in your office. When you get back on the phone with that person, you explain to them, hey, you know, here's, here's what I learned. I do understand this happened, this happened, this happened. Here's the breakdown that occurred. And I'm sorry that this happened. Again, you're going to apologize repeatedly when you're talking to people like this to be able to make things right. Once you have the conversation that you're able to come to a resolution, politely ask that person. Again, don't demand this of them. Calmly, respectfully ask them, would you mind taking down that negative review? If not, I, I respect it because the, the situation did happen. So if you want to leave it, but what I would like, what I'm going to do, if you're okay with it, is I would like to put a comment on there. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me. I'm glad we were able to resolve the issue to your satisfaction. Are you okay with me saying that? And the person probably will say yes, okay? And just say, okay, I appreciate that. And I look forward to helping you going forward with your future eye health care needs. If you do that, you're going to be able to close that issue pretty quickly. I mean, ultimately you hope they'll agree to take it down if you have this conversation. And I would say over the years, I would think over 70 or 80% of the, of the patients that we've worked with clients on that have had that situation happen, the person has agreed to take down the Google or, or even the Yelp review. So that, yeah, and I say even Yelp because Yelp is a little goofy when it comes to, yes, I said that about you, Yelp, you're goofy. And uh, be, be able to take down those negative reviews so that you, you can have a cleaner, better four, four and a half to five star rating like you're shooting for for your business. So that, again, I, I think online warriors or keyboard warriors, I believe was, a, was the term you used, Scott. I think that's definitely something we need to be watching for. And, and if you're not, if you don't have somebody checking your reviews on a probably day-to-day -day basis, you probably shouldn't just make that part of your daily checklist for whether it's your front desk person, a technician, an optician, who, whoever you trust to make sure you're looking at, or you yourself. I mean, as, as a business owner, um, you, know, you, you should care more about your business than any of your employees, in my opinion. So that, that would be the other thing I would add on to the, these uh, issues when you're dealing with patients that are unhappy and how to turn that corner and make them a happy patient going forward. They just want to be heard, whether they're standing in front of you or whether they're, they're speaking to you through a review. So I love what you said. Great, great thoughts there, Rick. We smiled when we took their money and, and we need to, we need to smile and treat them with just as much respect if there's a problem and that we need to take care of them. So thank you for your, for your time today, Rick. Greatly appreciate it. Thank you all for listening to another episode of Industry Insights. We look forward to seeing you again next week. Well, thank you for having me. Again, I appreciate the time with you, Scott. You have a great day.